Hello, and welcome to the Friday Night Author Roundtable. I'm your host, Chris Baker, and during the next half hour, we'll be speaking with several very talented authors about their newly released books, what their inspiration was for creating their unique stories, and why it would be a great book to read and share with your friends and family. When I first heard about the premise of this next book in the Friday Night Author Roundtable, I knew it was a book I had to find out more about. The book is called That Man Has Got to Go by author Tracy Hodge from Fulton Books. Tracy, thank you for being on the show. Thank you. Now tell everybody a, a little bit about this book. It's about a elderly couple that's been married 50 years, and the woman, she's tired of her husband's messy ways and everything, and she decides that she's going to off him. And in the process of all the things that she tries, the stray dog takes up with him and kind of interferes with everything she tries to do to him. Now, what, what inspired this? Uh, where, where did this story kind of come from? I was bored one day. I was just sitting around writing, and I, for some reason my brain took that way, and it kind of went with it. Now, was it? I mean, the one thing that's always fascinated me about authors is is the ability to come up with characters and things like that. Where did you use any of the people in your own life to kind of influence uh, certain characters, or, or how how was that? Well, I kind of started thinking if I was an elderly couple, how it would start aggravating me. I guess I kind of looked ahead a little. Now, if you're looking at a target audience, who's the type of reader that you really think is going to enjoy this the most? I think housewives and just women that get fed up with the things their husbands do. Now, how was it working with Fulton Books to, to get this book published and to be able to, to share this story? Oh, it was great. They made it so easy and everything was step by step, just like they had laid out and had absolutely no problems with it. Now, do you think this is something you might like to, to do again, maybe a, a sequel to this, or, or do you have anything else you're writing? I'm working on another book about a haunted house, and I have thought about doing a sequel to That Man Has Got to Go, Mabel's Afterlife. <laughs> <laughs> well, excellent. We look forward to that now. Now this book, uh, That Man Has Got to Go, uh, when it's all said and done and people have read this book, do you is there like a message that you hope comes across uh, when people read this? Yeah, the ending has a twist. So um, if you're busy trying to off your husband, you might want to read the book first. Uh, the ending could be a mess. <laughs> well, I tell you what, this uh, to me, it sounds like a, uh, it's a great premise and it sounds like a, a fun read. And I think people are, are going to really enjoy this. And I encourage everyone uh, to pick up their copy today. The book is called That Man Has Got to Go by author Tracy Hodge from Fulton Books. You can pick up your copy today, Amazon.com, Barnes & Noble, iTunes, uh, Google Play online, as well as at the brick and mortar stores, just a, a few of the locations. And uh, Tracy, thank you for being on the show. Oh, thank you for having me. This next book on the Friday Night Author Roundtable, I think going to be a, a very uh, inspiring and an encouraging book. You know, we go through a lot of hard times in life, and sometimes it takes a warrior to get through those hard times, and that's what I think is at the heart of this next book. The book is called God's Warrior by author Corinne McCoy-Barba from Christian Faith Publishing. Corinne, thanks for being on the show. Thank you very much. Now, tell everybody a, a little bit about your book. Well, it's about my life and uh, my life struggles and the things that I have been through, and at the end of it, how I still have faith in God, that it has not been easy, and it has not come easy to me, and I still, to this very day, struggle. And that's really what the book is about. Now, how was it for you as an author to, to take what, you know, I got to imagine is probably a very personal experiences and, and put it into a book and share this with, with the world? What, what kind of inspired that? I really felt a prompting from the Holy Spirit just to write everything that's happened in my life. I think because so many people are going through so many things at this time, you know, in our world, uh, there's 
there's just so much darkness and they're really starting to struggle and some are just losing faith. And I really just felt the Spirit tell me to write things that I've been through so people know that they're not alone and that God is still there and it's not always easy. But I really just feel like the Spirit was telling me to try and reach people that are struggling and to know, uh, let them know that He is there with them, even in their struggle. Now, I, I kind of imagine this is the kind of book that, you know, anybody could, could learn a lot from, uh, from your, your experience. But is there a, a particular person, like a, a particular type of person that you really hope this book gets into the hands of? Um, really, I think just the ones that are struggling, um, maybe the ones that uh, believe in God or that um, are questioning just to know that just because you believe in God doesn't mean that you're not going to have hardship, um, because you do. So I really hope to reach just ones that are struggling and to let people know that they're not alone and maybe see that if you are fighting battle and you're still with God, that you are God's warrior because you're fighting for God. Now, how was it working with Christian Faith Publishing to be able to to tell your story and to be able to share in your experiences? Well, at first it was a little scary. <laughs> You know, putting my life out there, but I am very grateful and thankful that they did decide uh, to go ahead and publish my book. So in the end, it was very exciting. Now, have you thought about maybe uh, doing another book down the road, or are you working on anything new? I have. Um, I I would like to to just kind of uh, one step at a time, see how this one goes. But I have actually thought about uh, there being a second one. So uh, thinking about maybe another one being in the works. Now, this book, God's Warrior, when, when people read this, what, what do you hope is the most important thing that they get from, from reading about your experiences? What's the most important message here? That they can also be a part of God's army. Um, they can also be God's warrior. You know, just keep fighting those battles. Keep fighting for the light. Keep fighting for God in a world full of darkness. Well, in this day and age, that is such an important message, and I think people are going to be blessed uh, for reading this book uh, and your experiences. And, and, you know, I think a lot of people are going to be able to relate as well, because we are all going through through troubling times from from time to time. And I think this is going to be a great blessing to those who read it. The book is called God's Warrior by author Corinne McCoy Barba from Christian Faith Publishing. You can get your copy today, Amazon.com, Barnes & Noble, iTunes, online, the brick-and-mortar stores, the handful of the locations. And Corinne, thank you for being on the show. Thank you so much. We're under a year away from the 2020 presidential election, and I think, you know, the, the most important part of uh, any election is being informed, and I think this next book on the Friday Night Author Roundtable is going to do just that. The book is called Trump Wins in 2020 with the Popular Vote by author Victoria Lynch from Fulton Books. Uh, Victoria, thank you for being on the show. Thank you for having me, Chris. It's a pleasure to be here. Now, tell everybody a, a little bit about your book. So, Chris, um, I am a conservative um, black female that lives in Philadelphia, and I wrote this book to encourage three or four groups of Trump constituents. Um, The typical Trump base consists of what we call the forgotten middle class, evangelicals, conservatives, and people that typically live in red states. I really kind of put this book together because I wanted to give a voice to these supporters who love their country and still value the American dream. You know, there's a saying that says the pen is mightier than the sword, but I would like to add that the vote is mightier than the pen. So I want to encourage the Trump nation that their voice matters and that their vote matters. And then the second thing, to your earlier point, is really to inform the base. 
I wanted to remind them of all of the great things that the president really has accomplished. You know, and as a black female, particularly, he's delivered on black and brown jobs for Americans. And that's huge. Middle class wages have risen. $89 billion in savings and regulation rollbacks. And today, 6.3 million jobs he's created and counting. And one of the most amazing things is what he's delivered to the Rust Belt. Manufacturing jobs have grown at the fastest rate in 23 years. And of course, you know, he's delivered on his campaign promise of, a, of appointing conservative Supreme Court justices. So I've been so impressed with what the president has done. And I know that I needed to be encouraged and be informed. And I thought that my fellow Trump supporters would also like to be informed as well. Now, how was it for you working with Fulton Books to to get this book published and to be able to to get this information out there? So Fulton was amazing. They were they were really they were easy to do business with. I particularly liked my specialist. Megan was attentive. She was professional, and I had a very time sensitive book that needed to be published. You know, because the election is going on now, so they were able to help me get it out under the normal six-month process so that I could release the book during the campaign cycle. So they were really great to work with. Now, is this something you've thought about doing again? Do you have any uh, anything else you're writing or working on? I do. Um, so um, I have a, a website, victorialynch.com. This is my second book. Um, I had a previous book that's also on the website, you know, Red State America. And, and then the next book, I talk about the next book that I am starting in the spring. I talk about the topics and the table of contents, so a little bit about my history, and I have a small blog. So, yes, I am working on another book. I haven't quite started it yet, just the outline. Excellent. Well, we look forward to that. Now, now this book, uh, Trump Wins in 2020, uh, when it's all said and done, what do you hope is the most important uh, thing that comes across to, to readers when they read this book? So there's one thing I'd like to leave them with is that their voice matters, that the vote is mightier than the pen. You know, everyone needs to exercise their constitutional right to vote, no matter which way you vote. You should exercise it. That really makes America special and amazing. And for those who feel that they have not been heard and their voices have been diminished, you know, I hope that this book would encourage and inspire them and let them know that someone hears them and someone sees them. And I would say that if you know a Trump supporter or a conservative or an evangelical who's interested in politics and really wants to, you know, have some research and some facts, this outlines it and it helps you to get to the white noise that you hear a lot on the media. And it also makes a tremendous uh, Christmas gift. There's a lot of static out there when you you turn on the news and a lot of uh, distractions from from what's uh, what's real and what's important. And I think this book is going to help uh, kind of uh, get people focused back on on what is really important. The book is called Trump Wins in 2020 with the popular vote by author Victoria Lynch from Fulton Books. You can pick up your copy today, Amazon.com, Barnes and Noble, iTunes, Google Play, uh, just a few of the online sources as well as at the brick and mortar stores. And I encourage everyone also go to uh, Victoria's website, VictoriaLynch.com as well, and. Uh, Victoria, thanks for being on the show. Thank you for having me, Chris. Of course, I'm always a, a big fan of uh, books for, for young readers. You know, we got to teach kids to, to start reading early. And, and when books have great messages, that's all the better. The, this next book on the Friday Night Author Roundtable is called Kind Words, The Glue That Keeps Us Together by author Jenny D. Davenport from Christian Faith Publishing. Jenny, thank you for being on the show. It's great to be here. Thank you, Chris. Now, tell everybody a, a little bit about your book. Well, my book is a children's picture book geared to K through fifth graders, 
And the title is simple, but very important, especially as we continue to improve our relationships with one another. Children first learn relationship skills at home. So it's my hope that as we read the book, Kind Words, uh, we talk about different skill sets and how to be reminded that it's always good for us to be kind with each other, not only at school, but also in our home life. Now, what inspired you to to write this book? Where did that all kind of start? Well, I have a background uh, working with communities and uh, schools, uh, teenagers. I have three children myself. I'm a community leader working with cadets, uh, 12 to 18. As a foster mom, I saw a lot of children coming in and out that came from homes with a lot of duress. And so I realized that these children are taking on all of this adversity, and they think sort of it's their fault that mean things are said to them, happening to them. And the book allowed me to create a space or a tool for others to walk them through that, yes, mean things happen and, and mean things are said to them, but they're, it's not their fault, they're not alone, and it's okay to reach out and ask for help. Now, how was it working with Christian Faith Publishing to, to get this book published and to be able to get this great message out there? My relationship with Christian Faith Publishing has been uh, a great experience. We've been working almost two years together um, on illustrations and editing and marketing, and they're very responsive, and it's been a positive experience. Now, do you have anything uh, new you're working on? Maybe a follow-up to this? Absolutely. I have a second book uh, on the same lines called Kind Thoughts. But I'm also working with another book for teenagers called Is Your Parent Having a Meltdown? And other oddities young people face growing up. And that's not to put parents under the bus or anything, but a lot of things happen at home that we just don't talk about. And I want to, again, create a tool to bring both the teenagers and their adults together to improve relationships so that we can stay connected and create cultivate kindness, safety, and love as we continue growing up and being good communities and families together. Well, those are wonderful books. Uh, We can't wait for those. Uh, Hopefully get a chance to talk about those in the future. Now, this book, Kind Words, when kids read this, what do you hope is the most important thing that they gain? What's the most important message you hope a reader gets from this book? The most important message that I want the reader to gain is that they feel uh, that they're not alone when things are happening We talk about bullying at school, and we understand that it's not tolerated, and we know we can go to a teacher when things like that happen at school. But when duress happens at home or adverse experiences happen at home, like the parents are arguing or the big sister or brother is picking on you or just emotional things that can cause um, some stress in the child, that they know it's uh, they're not by themselves, and this, this happens, and it's not about them. Um, it's not their fault their parents got divorced or not their fault that something terrible happened, and it's okay to find a safe adult to talk to about it so that they can learn the coping strategies and the calming skills to get through uh, a, a difficult situation. Kids go through so much and, you know, have a, have a lot going on. It's a, it's a confusing time for some kids, you know, and and learning new things. And, and I think this is going to be a great book to help uh, to guide young young kids and, and young readers. And I think uh, everyone needs to pick up a copy of this, of course, especially with the uh, holidays uh, season upon us. Uh, it'll be a great present. The book is called Kind Words by author Jenny D. Davenport from Christian Faith Publishing. I encourage everyone to pick up your copy today at Amazon.com, Barnes & Noble, iTunes, online as 
well as at the brick and mortar stores, just a handful of the locations. And Jenny, thank you for being on the show. Thank you. Have a great day, Chris. Our next book on the Friday Night Author Roundtable, one of these books I'm really excited to find out more about. The book is called Senior Anonymous by author Matthew T. Hallman from Fulton Books. Uh, Matthew, thank you for being on the show. Appreciate it. Now tell everybody a, a little bit about this book. Well, it started out as a short story because I was just going to write about funny experiences that happened in my life. And when I realized it all happened in my senior year of high school, and I just kept going and I realized after about 20,000 words, it's, it's going to be a book. <laughs> so I framed it around my 12th grade year and uh, just kept going with it. And the end line just kept moving forward. And uh, it ended up about 60,000 words and it was a book when I finished. So it uh, it was kind of a kind of you know a mistake that it was a book, but it was certainly on purpose how it turned out. So now, what kind of inspired you to to start this whole process and and decide to to tell your story? When my father passed away a year ago in September, he asked me if I was writing, and I said yeah. And he said, well, stay with it, you know. So I certainly used his inspiration. I've been writing for years, and and you know the fact that my father recognized that, uh, you know, something I like to do. Then I certainly went with this. I don't write all the time, but I. When I do, I really get into it. So I'd like to say, you know, there's such a good relationship I had with my father, and I, I use that towards writing. Now, if you're talking about a target audience, who's the who's the type of reader that you would like to see this book get into the hands of? I'd have to say now that it's done, you know, it would probably focus at, at the younger generation, you know, people who may, may you know, question whether they have uh, an issue or something with drinking or drugging and, you know, maybe even hit them before it became an issue and see kind of some of the behavior that they may be doing now that may be bad for them or whatever. But, you know, certainly when I started writing it, I was really writing it for my friends because, you know, they lived it with me and I was kind of writing to them, you know, saying, hey, you know, let's get all these stories together and, and uh, I'll make something out of it. But now that now that the book's done, I can kind of reflect and say, you know, this is maybe something for, for the younger crowd. You know, maybe the older people couldn't re- relate to it, but, but maybe they would still find it entertaining, though. Now, how was it working with Fulton Books to, to get this book published and be able to, to share your story and your experiences? They were have been and continue to be so great. You know, I mean, the whole process along the way, the, the editing and, you know, the getting that picture on the front cover of, of me, you know, back then, 40 years ago, and uh, it's kind of funny because people have looked at it and go, is that you? And it's like, yeah, that's me when I had hair, you know. <laughs> but, you know, so it's it's kind of cute that it took a picture from my yearbook and, and got it in there. And uh, it's actually a friend of mine sent me the picture because in my yearbook, somebody wrote right over the face of the picture of all things. She wrote, what a fox. <laughs> so I thought it was kind of funny, you know. Then somebody told me I should have used that picture, but it was pretty neat. You know, I mean, they've been they've been really great. Now, you're working on anything new? Uh, can we expect anything uh, in the future? Yeah, I actually started a kind of a part two, you know. It, it, four-fifths of the book is my senior year, and one-fifth of the book is, is kind of the next um, 30, 35 years kind of fast forward. So I, I guess I want to go in a little more detail. I, I kind of want to write about my dad, too. I found him to be a fascinating individual. So I guess I'd like to talk about him a little bit. I'd like to talk about my kids, and uh, and there's some... You know, details about 
Well, getting sober that I, I could talk about, too. Now, this book, Senior Anonymous, when people read this, what do you hope is the most important thing they get from, from reading your story and, and reading about your experiences? Well, certainly that there's always hope, you know, no matter what that goes on in your life. Well, a friend told me a quote Friday, and I, th- I thought it was such a great quote. It's like, I don't know how he always remembers these things, but he said, every saint has a past and every sinner has a future. And I thought, what a great quote, that you can make mistakes in your life and still go on from there. And then you could be this remarkable individual and that probably, you know, there were things that happened that, you know, had to be rectified. And I certainly can apply this, that quote to this, that, that, you know, there's a whole lot of bad things that can happen and then they can turn out to be okay. And going forward from there is, is certainly, as long as you're drawing breath, you can have, there's always a chance, you know, of good things happening. Well, tell you what, this is a, I think it's going to be a fascinating read because it's it's at a time in life where everybody can kind of relate in one form or fashion to the things that happened uh, senior year. And, of course, uh, has a, a great message of hope at the end of the day. And I think everyone's going to enjoy this. The book is called Senior Anonymous by author Matthew T. Hallman from Fulton Books. I encourage everyone to pick up your copy today. Amazon.com, Barnes & Noble, iTunes, Google Play, just a few of the online sources as well as at the brick-and-mortar stores. And, Matthew, thank you for being on the show. I appreciate it. And- and, and thanks very much. Have you ever wondered about the, the Old Testament temple and how the temple and the, and the things of the temple apply to, to us today? Well, this next book on the Friday Night Author Roundtable covers just that and answers so many questions. The book is called The Incense and the Glory by Golden Censor Ministries. And we have uh, James Sargent on the line to tell us all about it. James, thanks for being on the show. Very good. Thank you. Now, tell everybody a, a little bit about this book. Since the Apostle Paul in First uh, Corinthians 3.16 mentioned that our bodies are the temple of the Holy Spirit. I uh, followed his uh, lead and went into the Old Testament and studied in depth all the details about the Old Testament tabernacle and temple and its furnishings and their use and so on, and followed all of those details throughout the entire Bible. And it was with, with this purpose, and that is, in the Old Testament, when everything was done according to God's prescribed order, he had a specific way that he responded to it. And that was he filled the entire tabernacle or temple with his glory, so much so that there was no room for shadow anywhere in the temple or tabernacle. So since the glory of the latter house will be greater than that of the former, and the the Most High doesn't dwell in temples made with hands, and we are the temple, then if we can see the specific biblical instructions on how he wants to put his temple in order so that he can give us the same response, but in a far greater way than he did back then. He wants to fill these temples that we are so much with the glory of his presence that there's no room for shadow anywhere. Now, what inspired you to take, you know, all this uh, study that you had done uh, on this subject and and decide to put this into a book and share it? Where, Where did that all kind of start? childhood, I had the privilege of experiencing many revivals, and from that I learned a tremendous, profound love for the presence of the Holy Spirit. And as time went on, I began to study about revivals and revivals throughout history and and in the Bible and so on. And I began noticing that there are some revivals that only last as long as the revivalist is in town, but there are others that have a lifelong impact on people's lives and sometimes even make a worldwide impact. And so basically, I decided to uh, see what God's prerequisites were for revival. And 
setting started from. Now, how was it for you working with Christian Faith Publishing to to get this book published and to, to be able to share this? It was a, a very pleasant experience, and uh, and they were very professional in how they did everything, and I, I really appreciate what they've done. Now, is this something uh, you plan on doing again? Are you working on anything new? Well, currently, uh, because I'm bilingual, I speak English and Spanish. I'm currently working on interpreting the book into Spanish, and I'm wanting to bring the book out in uh, over 20 more languages. So that is the the current program we're going on right now. Uh, When people are are finished reading this, what do you hope is the most important message that uh, comes across to the reader? That they have a far more complete and profound understanding of what it means in 1 Corinthians 3.16, that our bodies are the temple of the Holy Spirit, and that they can experience that to such a fuller degree that when the time ordained by God comes, they can receive that change in their bodies and be certain that they're going to be going up in the air with Him. I think uh, everyone is really going to be blessed for uh, for reading this. The book is called The Incense and the Glory by Golden Censor Ministries. Uh, of course, you can get this book uh, through Christian Faith Publishing at Amazon.com, Barnes & Noble, uh, iTunes, online, as well as at the brick and mortars, just a, a few of the locations. And uh, James, thanks for being on the show. You're very welcome. Thank you very much. And God bless you and give you a, a great and pleasant day. Thank you so much for joining us for the Friday Night Author Roundtable. We'll be back next week with another great group of talented authors to discuss their books, their process, and their accomplishments. Have a great weekend, everyone.